Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Good evening. Today is October 10th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is more about alcoholism, and our speaker tonight is Benita D. Thank you, Benita. Take it away. Well, thank you. And um, Lisa told me I could talk about kind of whatever I wanted to talk about. And so I'm going to talk about my creator as I understand my creator. And, and we agnostics, uh, it's not going to be a lot of reading. It's just going to be little short sentences, really. On page 46, it says, much to our relief, we discovered we did not need to consider another's conception of God. Our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to effect a contact with God. And on page 47, it says, when therefore we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. And in the OA 12 and 12 on page 180, I'm sorry, on page 85 under step three, this one sentence says, we learn faith as we make the most important decision we had ever made, the decision to trust God as we understand God with our will and our lives. And I want to talk about my conception of a higher power because when I came to this program, and, and I am Bonita, I'm sorry, I'm Bonita, I'm a compulsive overeater, and I've been in this program since 1986. I've never left, and I'm grateful that I've never left. Um, I had one relapse, but my continuous abstinence is for 25 years continuous. So anyway, <clears throat> we got all that out of the way. But um, what else I want to say? So anyway, when I came into this program, I had grown up in church and um, and I wasn't afraid of the high power that the God that I grew up with until I became an adult, because as a child, I sat in church and all I could think about is what people was thinking about me or or how soon could I get to my uncle? Because I had an uncle that if whichever one of us got to him first, he would take us off. He would take us and get a treat. And so I was concerned about the food I was going to get after church. I really didn't care what they were talking about in church, to tell you the truth. But when I got to be an adult, I started listening. And the things that they were saying, some of the things that were saying unnerved me. It really did unnerve me. And uh, and so by the time I got here, I just could not, you know, I tried. I really did try to deal with the uh, God that I grew up with. And for a couple of years, I tried to do that. And it just didn't work. And when I came in the program, and I haven't heard people say it, and I, don't, I haven't heard people say it in a long time, but they... People would say, if the God that you can't that you have is not working for you, give it a pink slip and get you a new one. So I gave the God that I grew up with a pink slip. And then I had to think, what do I need my higher power to be? Because that sentence in the OA 12 and 12 where it says trust, whatever this conception of a higher power is for me, I have to trust it. I have to believe that the God of my understanding wants what's best for me, even when I don't understand it, even when I don't like it, even when I'm pissed off that my high power is making me do something that I don't want to do, I have to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's for my best 
It's for me. It's for the for best me I can be. That's what my high power wants. So I don't have to always understand, but I do have to know I trust and I have to know that my higher power is not going to hurt me. There is absolutely no fear associated with me and the God of my understanding. You know, recently I heard some, you know, usually I call my high power my, the, my creator. But recently I heard somebody say something and it fits a whole lot better because this is where I really do. This is where I feel whatever it is out there. And my, my high power has no gender to it. It can't have a gender to it. But, um, and I don't really know what it is, but I was in a meeting and somebody said, you know, God is the great outdoors. And I thought, I like that. Because when I'm out in nature, I can't explain it. Nobody can explain it. You know, I can remember a trip my husband and I took not too long after I came into OA and we was standing in the middle of Yellowstone National Park and I'm standing there crying and he's looking at me saying, don't you think man had something to do with this? And I'm saying, absolutely not. You see, those kind of things let me know that there is a power out there greater than me. And that power would do for me what I can't do for myself if I am willing to get out of the way. And if I'm willing to, to surrender, you know, in the back of the um, Ovidus Anonymous, <clears throat> Ovidus Anonymous Brown book, it talks about in the appendage, appendage C talks about the difference between submission and surrender. And you see, when I submit, all I'm doing is saying, right now I can't do it, but one day I will. But when I surrender, what I'm saying is, I'm never going to be able to do it. I truly know, and I truly know it is not going to occur. I am never going to be able to eat like a regular person. And honest to goodness, y'all, I don't want to try to eat like a regular person. Um, but I know there is not a doubt in my mind. So when people say things to me like, you don't eat such and such today? No, because my high power has a way to keep me from eating these things. And uh, I don't know about your high power, but mine knows that I don't like pain. So there's certain foods that if I eat them, I physically get very, 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 very painful intestines. And um, it's it took me a while. You know, I would bargain with my high power. I would say, you really don't mean for me not to eat this ever again, do you? I was like, other people get to eat it. And it's a healthy thing. I even went to a dietitian and she told me, I was going to tell you to eat that. And I said, if I eat it, it's going to cause me some real, real bad problems. So I have to trust that higher power. I, I trust my higher power with my relationships. I trust my higher power when I learn how to be a parent. I came into this program. My son was 15 months old. I didn't know how to be a parent. But the people in this program and my higher power taught me because my higher power put people in my life to teach me how to be a parent. And I never forget that was a, my, look, my, my child, when he was young, he talked all the time. And I remember talking to a woman in program and, and I know it was my high power speaking through her. And my child was just talking and he was getting on my last nerve. And I said, I wish he would shut up. And she said to me, and I know this is high power speaking through her. Don't ever tell him to shut up because one day you're going to want him to talk to you and he won't. 
And I never told my son to shut up until he got to be an adult because he has this dry humor that he aggravates me with. And so from time to time now, I would tell him to shut up. But when he was growing up, I wouldn't tell him to shut up. I wouldn't tell him to shut up. You know, my high power saved the relationship I had with my husband. It was very, to say it was bad when, when I came in this program is putting it mildly. Um, but my high power put people in my life and in, in his life. And so it, it worked and it worked for over 40 years. It worked until the day he died, June 17, 2019, unexpectedly, he died at home. So, and when that happened, you know what? I didn't lose my faith because my high power was there and high power sent people to my house and they came and I trusted these people. You see, I didn't need to go back to the food because the food wasn't gonna help me. And because my high power has taught me how to be honest and I tell people I come to Obedas and Noms, I don't, whether or not all of my family know. So there was all kind of crap in my house, but people would bring stuff for me and they would say, this is yours. And my little nieces called me and they said, what do you want us to bring you from the grocery store? They brought other stuff, but they brought other, they brought stuff for me from the grocery store. That's what my high power does when my high power guides me to be honest with people. And I have a relationship with the God of my understanding and I call it the best love affair I've ever had in my life. And it is, you know, today I live alone for the first time in my life. I'm 67 years old and and when my husband died, it was the first time I've ever lived alone. And I'm telling you, I flat out love it. It's me and my higher power every day. And it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful experience to have. Sometimes people say, don't you get lonely? And I, sometimes I do. I mean, sometimes I'm going to just turn around and say something to somebody. Well, these days I just turn around and say it to my higher power. And I'm in the house by myself, so nobody can say I'm crazy. So I just turn around and say whatever I want to say out loud. And then I go on about my business and, and I have the telephone and I can call you all. But the freedom, but the freedom to be able to decide what I want my higher power to be. But then the other thing is I get to respect your right to have a higher power of your understanding. I don't get to tell you that. That's you, 10. Thank you. I don't get to tell you that what you believe in is not correct. And I, and I lost a sponsee at one point in time because she said she she was very religious, bless her heart. And um, she thought um, the steps three and 11 was kind of blasphemous. She, she, she couldn't grasp the fact that we had the freedom to, to do that. And, um, and, and she left programs. She said she just couldn't do it. She just couldn't wrap her brain around it. And that was okay. I didn't have to try to convince her because she needed to believe what she needed to believe. And, and that works, you know? I don't get to tell people that that's not gonna work for them. Um, you know, some, some of the people in my life, I don't know what their high power is and it's none of my business. It's absolutely none of my business because this program gives us the freedom, the freedom to, to explore what I need. And what I need is a higher power that is loving, and kind and gentle and accepting and has one heck of a sense of humor um, because a lot of times I, I end up being my high powers joke, I think. Um, but the kindness and the gentleness and the acceptance and the compassion, that's what my higher power is for me. My higher power is never gonna do anything that's gonna be 
hurtful to me. So if something is hurtful to me, it's because evidently I have decided that I'm going to do something that my high power does not want me to do. So, you know, then I have to remind myself, you're the one that got yourself into this mess, Benita, not your high power. So don't start blaming your high power for these things. So that's kind of where I am with, you know, this conception of my of higher power, the God of my understanding that I connect with every day, all day long. And, um, and, and that helps me because um, every Monday, well, just about every Monday, I spend it with my, my granddaughter. I've got a granddaughter and she's 15, yeah, 15 months old, soon to be 16 months old. And um, it's wonderful to have a higher power because if not, I would act just the way she acts. And she acts like she's in control, even though she's only 15, 16 months old. She acts like she's in control. And I look at her sometimes and I think, that would be me. That would be me. So that's, you know, I kind of want to, my high power works in all aspects of my life, my spiritual life, my emotional life, my physical life, and my financial life. You know, sometimes, you know, people, for me, I had to realize my high power had to be in every part of my life. And because of that, I was on, I used to work. I don't work anymore, hallelujah. But anyway, in 2014, I was working on a job and we had a meeting and they said, um, they told us they wanted us to do something. And, and I'm, it wasn't, it wasn't unethical, but it didn't sit right because this program has taught me about integrity and, and, and the things they wanted us to do to the people who were paying us, I thought that ain't gonna work for me. But because I have allowed the God of my understanding to run my finances, and because of tradition eight, I hired a special worker about 20 something years ago. I hired a special worker. And when they did, and when that happened, I thought, I wonder how soon can I get out of this job? Because my special worker had told me I could get out longer long before I was getting out. And I called her up that day and I said, how soon can I get out of here? She said, today. And I wrote my resignation that day and I haven't worked since August 2014. But that's my high power because you see, my high power took care of my money. My high power took care of my food because you see, when I was in the food, I had no money. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I didn't have no money. It didn't matter that I worked every day. It didn't matter that I made decent money. I had no money because I ate it up and you could see it on my body and I ate it up. So today I've been retired since 2014. I love it. And every now and then I do call my special worker and I say, am I going to be a bag lady? And she says, no. And she laughs. And, you know, she says, you're not the only one that calls me up. See, once again, I'm not unique. She said, you're not the only one that calls me up from time to time and ask me if you're going to be a bag lady. And I said, okay, as long as I'm not going to be a bag lady, I'm okay. But these are the things that this program does for me. And I didn't come here for that. I came here to lose some weight. And yes, I have lost weight. I came here weighing over, I weighed over 171 pounds and, and some, I don't know how much I weigh now. I, I usually don't weigh but once a year when I go to my doctor's office, but I guess I weigh somewhere about 130 some, I don't know, 130, 135. I don't know what I weigh. And I don't really care because it's none of my business. All I know is I put my five clothes. minutes remaining. Thank you. And I'm going to wrap this up. 
you know, the seasons change and I put the same clothes on over and over again. And the only reason I get rid of them is because they start looking tattered. I finally say, I think you're a little bit too old to wear that outfit, Benita. You know, you need to kind of, you need to kind of <laughs> give it to somebody else. Because sometimes my things can get a little bit too short and I need to, you know, kind of let it go. So um, if you want to talk about how you deal with your conception of a higher power of what happens to be going on in your life. But for me, my high power has to be involved in absolutely every area of my life. Every area. There's none that cannot be um, left out. And I will say this. And, and my, some of my friends now say, are you going to start dating? And I said, no. But I won't say never. I just say, I don't want another husband. But as soon as I say never, my higher power will pull a hokey doke on me. And then, then y'all will be saying, I thought you didn't want a husband. So I said, I'm not looking for one. Who knows what my higher power wants? But so if y'all find ever see me and I say I got a husband or a steady boyfriend, it'll be because high power did it because I won't be doing it. So anyway, thank y'all for letting me share. And um, I think that's all I got. All right. Thank you, Bonino, very much for your share. We are going to open the meeting now for questions or for three-minute shares. We are going to um, stop the recording at about 8.47-ish for unrecorded shares. Until then, um, raise your hands if you would like to share or ask a question. I see Amy's hand up there first. Thank you, and I will time myself. Good evening, Amy B, compulsive overeater, living very gratefully in a recovered state today. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you, everybody giving service tonight to this meeting. And Bonita, thank you so much for that beautiful share on your higher power. You met you. You said so many things, which just went straight to my to my heart, to my soul. And the thing that I heard over and over again was, um, I'll paraphrase how I heard it, which is through the big book, which is remarkable things will happen. Like, we don't always know what we wish for. Like when you spoke about, I don't tell my child to shut up because one day I might, I'll wish that they spoke to me. It's that be careful what you wish for. I won't say whether or not I'm looking for a different situation because I don't want to, you know, be careful. You know, we never know what our higher power has in store for us. And um, like it says in the big book, the, the plans that my higher power has for me are better than the ones I would have come up with on my own. I would not have aimed I would not have aimed this high, honestly. I would not have thought that I could aim this high because like you said, Bonita, my higher power wants the highest good for me is, is as it says in the big book, a loving higher power who, who has the highest good as, as, as priority for me. And I just, I just heard so much just so much trust and hope and faith that we don't always know what's going to happen and it doesn't happen. You know, I, I don't need to write the script um, that I don't always know what I want. I don't always know what I need, but I can trust that my higher power is, is of the highest good. And um, 
you thank you for the gift that you gave me tonight, Bonita, in that beautiful share. Thank you. That was beautiful. I passed. Thank you very much, Amy. I see Nancy P up next. Hi, um, Nancy P, recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. Excellent um, share, Bonita. <laughs> um, Anyways, you hit on so many things about in We Agnostics, which is my absolute favorite chapter. And page 46 is my um, third most favorite page in the whole book. And um, I just feel like my life today is filled with fantasticness and wonderfulness and amazingness through nothing that I did, specifically because I did nothing. And you know, I'll say, especially when you're talking about don't wish, you know, your child to sh <clears throat> be quiet. I was just having that conversation with my daughter when she was tiny. She used to get up when she first got a, a, out of a crib and into a bed, she'd get up and I'd be talking to my sponsor. And we knew that it was time to hang up when she came downstairs because I'd say, hi, big girl, you know, and she always was interrupting me when I wanted to do something. And I always thought to myself that, and when she'd wake me up in the middle of the night, don't wish these years away because she's not going to wake up in the morning when you're talking to your sponsor or get out of bed at night and say, I can't sleep. Will you stay with me? You know, she's 20 now and she doesn't do either of those things anymore. And, um, you know, those are sweet memories. You know, they're tender memories that I have a similar, I have similar ones with my son, different, different things about that. But, you know, when he was tiny and, um, you know, I have I have no um, fear of financial insecurity anymore. I was convinced I was going to be living under a bridge eating cat food, you know, just to stay alive. And I never was going to do that. I mean, it seems obvious to me now, but, you know, I don't live in a place like that. I live in a beautiful place with, you know, everything that I need and more. Um, but the best thing is you know, when you wrote, read that uh, little passage from the book and you said, um, you know, our own conception, however inadequate or however limited it was, um, however limited it is, and my conception of a power, I don't even like to call it power, uh, you know, this, this thing that takes care of me is the absence of limits. As soon as I try to quantify it, I, I run away from that because anything any sort of boundary that I put on it is a false, a false limitation. And, you know, I have had a spiritual awakening. I help other people. I carry the message. I don't hurt myself with food and I continue to grow. And that's what I'm promised. So if there's something that I'm missing based on this power, I want to know what it is. And, um, I'll close by saying that, um, I couldn't have imagined exactly what others have said. You know, I absolutely make mistakes for sure, many of them, but um, it's like Gentle I have reminder. a spiritual kidney <laughs> in my brain that filters out all the debris and allows me to live this life of every breath of joy and buoyancy and gratitude. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you very much, Nancy. I see Nicole Kay up next. Take it away. Hi everyone, uh, Nicole, grateful recovering. Marijuana addict and I have a disordered relationship with food and my body and I am tired of pretending that I can handle it because I cannot. 
Um, I am on day eight of conscious eating. And by that, I just mean I'm not hurting myself with food anymore and I'm not eating over my feelings. Um, I was living a pretty great life five years ago in New York City, really successful real estate broker, traveling the world. I was in this program OA for about two years. I was at my thinnest, but better than being thin. I was free from the obsession. Um, I was feeding my body and I got really sick after a trip to Thailand with Lyme disease and mold toxicity. And overnight, my life got really turned upside down. I lost my home. I lost everything to my name. Um, there were a couple good years in the middle because I launched an app to help others with chronic illness. But along the way, I picked up marijuana because um, I just couldn't stand the emotional terrain that my life had become. Um, I thought I was spiritually fit. I thought I was grounded in the steps. All the promises had come true. But when everything material is taken from you and life as you know it is turned upside down and you become like allergic to the world and air quality makes you sick, um, I did not know how to handle it. And 112 days, I went into Marijuana Anonymous um, and if you have an eating disorder, uh, food and marijuana are not great cross addictions to have. And I used to, one of, one or two times I went to a hundred pound pounder meeting back then when I was a size six thinking I was fat and, um, I couldn't understand how, how people could be that overweight. Like I was scared of people that size. And in two years I went from a size six with a beautiful body and very broken eyes to putting on 100 pounds. Um, I have 70 left. And um, I spent the majority of the last five years of this health nightmare disassociated, depersonalized. Um, so I didn't even feel how, I didn't feel my body as I was gaining all the weight and I didn't feel my body in all the weight. Um, the body's very sophisticated where it just, I went into freeze. I went into a trauma response and I'm starting to heal and I feel my body now and I hate it. And you can't heal a body you hate. I'm in a lot of pain. Um, I put down the marijuana, I put down the food. And so I am feeling everything. Um, and it feels like I'm going to be over time soon, but I, I just cried all day today. Um, I haven't had a home in two years, not because I can't afford one, but because eight out of 10 homes have toxic mold and just make me sicker. I'm living in an Airbnb that I need to move out of. I just want to kind of go to sleep and wake up when everything's settled, when I'm, you know, a size six again, and I have a career and I have self-reminder. Thank you. And um, that's not how life works. And so I know to get different results, I need to do it differently. And coming back home to you all is the hardest thing I've ever done, even though it's the place I found the most freedom. So I'm just in a lot of pain. And if I don't feel good, I'd rather not share, but I know I need to. So thank you for listening to me share. And I'm going to come back to this meeting. Thank you all. Thank you, Nicole, for your share. Jody, you are up next. Hello, I'm Jody, compulsive over under eater. And Benita, I love hearing you. Every time I get so much from your shares. Um, another person and myself were at a convention years ago in Georgia and you shared on the concepts of service. And I remember the pamphlet sold out <laughs> because you made it just so, um, so interesting. And I just, again, got so much from your share. I admire and respect your program so much. 
And um, yeah, it just, um, uh, I've really had to look at my concept of God too. I still believe in the God that I grew up with, but have had some things that I um, um, don't understand that I learned in the church. And, and so I'm, you know, looking at those things that um, are in the way of me trusting my higher power um, and trying to find um, that conception that I can trust. And I really loved what you said about, you know, bringing higher power into every area of our lives. And um, I'm trying to, to make a decision about um, how much I'm going to see my dietitian moving forward. And it's really hard because I really like her, but I'm not sure what direction to go now. And um, Anyway, so I really want to bring um, my higher power into that decision. And just as you pointed out, um, to really trust that that my higher power wants what's best for me. And that whenever there's something that is not, it's something that I have um, uh, set into motion. <laughs> that, that it's something that I can't blame my higher power on. It's something that I've put myself in a position to be hurt. Um, I get talks about in the big book. But anyway, I just um, thank you so much for sharing and I love you and I will pass with that. Thank you very much, Jody. Leslie Kay, you are up next and this will be our last recorded share. Okay. Oh, hi, my name is Leslie. Thanks for reminding me we're recording. I always forget that and then I go, oh, what did I say? Um, but, uh, Benita, I really, um, loved your share. I have not heard you before. I don't know why. So I'm very grateful, um, that I was here tonight to listen to you. And I think, uh, if I could come up with a really succinct question, I would just to hear your voice a little more because you bring such comfort in the way that you think and, um, share. Um, I... I found my definition of my higher power in this meeting, truth, love, justice, beauty, kindness, joy, and grace. And if I live by those principles, I believe that I'm resonating at a vibration that is in alignment with a power greater than my understanding, but I know is a part of um, the best part of me. So um, if there's anything you haven't said tonight that you would love a little extra time. Would you take it from me now and uh, just share whatever's in your heart? Thank you so much for your share. Okay. Thank you for your share, Leslie Kay. Was there a question that was being posed to Benita, or is it, or is it a? I, I can't hear you, Leslie. You're muted. Um, I was just asking Benita if you have anything that you thought of after you shared that you would like to add, just so we can hear a little more of you. Thank you. I was. Gotcha. Okay, Benita, if you if you have anything you'd like to add, we can time you for another three minutes, and then we'll go down. I got nothing. I want to listen to you all. All right. All righty then. Well, then we will um, we will stop the recording and then we'll go to Daisy.